All right, everybody. Thanks so much for stopping by another live episode of Real Estate Titans. I'm your host, Greg Fowler, traveling throughout the marketplace, interviewing the top real estate professionals in our field, from realtors, lenders, builders, developers, residential or commercial, essentially gathering insight, inspiration, really drives and motivates these top producers above and beyond everybody else in what I'd like to consider a real estate titan. Our very special guest and featured titan for today, Brian, I'm super excited to have you on the show. It's an absolute honor, honor, honor to have you, my friend. Honor is mine, my friend. Thank you, Greg. These are always fun. I'm excited to do this, man, and get to the conversation because I know we have some interesting topics to discuss. Yes, sir. So the man, the myth, the legend, Brian Casella. I, I, I just want to I want to you know, preface everybody, you know, this is episode 132 and I'm really excited just to share with everybody your story, what drives and motivates you, really helps you and it has helped you excel your career and your business um, to the highest of highs. So I just I want to jump in if you're ready, man. Absolutely. Let's do it, man. I'm All ready. right. So uh, yeah, <laughs> this is great. Uh, let's start with the first question, Brian. I guess, you know, start telling everybody a little bit about yourself. Sure. So my name is Brian Casella. If you don't know me, I'm originally from Southern California. I pretty much lived in the LA area and around it my whole life. Uh, I got into real estate after my basketball career. Uh, I played basketball in high school. Uh, I played in college and got a scholarship. I played professionally for a few years. Wow. After my second ankle surgery, uh, just for health reasons and how it affected me mentally, I decided to stop playing. That was around age 25. Hmm. Went through about a year of going back and forth, kind of depressed because I dedicated so much of my life to basketball and to have that stripped away from me because of injury. Um, it didn't sit with me well, and I kind of adopted that victim mentality. You know the story, right? Ouch, I don't want to yeah, go man. too much into it. After about a year, I said, okay, I got to stop playing the victim and stop feeling sorry for myself, and I need to do something. So I started to explore a little bit. Uh, after about a year of going from here and there and trying different things, came across real estate. I met with a broker over here in Downey, California, which is like 15 minutes outside of LA. Talked to him. Immediately walking in, talking to him, I said, boom, this is it, right? Wow. Some of the the skills, some of the uh, attributes that I've really developed and honed with basketball, I knew I could directly apply into the real estate field and do very well, especially it being, you know, it, it's all on you, right? You only make commission, uh, you get out what you put in. I love that. Whereas a lot of people saw it as a freedom. I said, hey, I'm gonna have to work 20 hours a day, you know, seven days a week, but hey, this is what it's gonna take to get to the top. And I started having success in real estate right away because of my dedication to it. And I was just, you know, nose to the grind. You know, I dealt with every limitation that you could think of, right? People told me I'm too young. I don't have any sales experience. I had to borrow my dad's suit to start because I didn't own any suits. I was used to being in Jordan shorts and shoes forever, you know? Yeah. Um, had no connections, didn't have much money in my bank account because foolishly, when I was making money overseas, I spent it as if I was going to be making that kind of money forever. Right. And uh, I just really was a demonstration of, going up against any obstacle. And so you fast forward to today and it's really expanded. I have my team now doing a bunch of stuff on social media. I'm traveling and speaking, I'm coaching. My program has like 300 people in it right now and everything is just firing off on all cylinders, man. It's really exciting. Wow, Brian. I mean, that, that to me is, is, is a compelling story all the way through and through. And it's just amazing, you know, coming from borrowing your dad's suit to the, the amazing sport coat that you're wearing today. I mean, absolutely love that. You know, before we went live, everybody, I was commenting. I mean, you are stylish, my friend, all the way through and through. Makes everybody want to step their game up for sure. Uh, but I, I want to go into the thought process into it of, of real estate. And when you were first starting out that way, what was, what was the initial thought to it, Brian? 
why real estate? Because there's so many other places you could have gone and so many other things you do. So why for you? Well, why real estate? Great question. What I saw in real estate was a tremendous opportunity, right? And I think the first thing I can kind of discuss real quick is, is people's perspectives and viewpoints on a situation, right? We're typically conditioned to look at limitations, obstacles, and we, what we call the negative, right? We're more of a pessimist. You know, when you look at the news and some of these outlets, they condition our mind to look that way. So just from what I had learned from my coaches and what I started reading and learning, like the first book I picked up, I think was Thinking Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Love it. I really initially started really honing and changing my thought process. So as I was in the process of doing that and getting my license, which took me, I don't know, six to eight months roughly, because I still did at that time, uh, you know, the whole online thing wasn't really existing back in 2013. You could, but it wasn't right. popular. So I started reading and really filling my mind and making these changes. So when I looked at real estate, unlike my peers who were starting around my age, I saw opportunity, right? I saw uh, every advantage to being young. I have more energy. I'm going to work harder. And that's really what fueled me in the beginning. And just like anything else, I looked at real estate and kind of lined it up next to basketball. And I said, well, yeah, talent helps you in this natural talent. We can say sure. don't have much, not a salesman not considered a talker, <laughs> oh, wow. but there's a, a certain set of fundamentals here and basics and tools that uh, could be learned, understood and mastered. And mm. I just need to dedicate myself to that. And with that, that dedication to those fundamentals, I know I can make big ripples in this industry. So that was just my mindset. I said, I know I'm going to go through tough times. I know it's not going to be easy, but Hey, there's no, I don't have to climb a ladder here. I can literally practice and, and, and gather as much experience as possible every single day to put me ahead of the game. And that was just my obsession, my, my, my sole obsession. I said, forget talent, forget luck. I'm going to make this thing happen. And I just had that attitude from the beginning and people could smell it. Right? I remember walking to the front of my office, man, the first office meeting I went to after I got my license, I said, listen up, I'm Brian. I'm the new guy here. You see this top 10 list. I'm going to be on it by the end of the year. Okay. Remember these words because I'm going to be on it. And I ended up, I think, being number seven or eight by the end of my uh, first 12 months. Hmm. Oh, that's huge. I mean, and that, that there's so much there for, for inspiration and motivation and going through. But it, what, what I love that you're saying is that you put in the work. You really put the time and you're talking about 20 hour days, seven days a week, really pushing and going through. You caring about what you do and who you are and represent obviously leads to the, the immense amount of success you've had thus far and will continue in your career. Um, with your reputation to be impeccable, that sort of thing. So I, th I think this is a perfect spot to segue into a, a deeper question into this for everybody out there who maybe doesn't know this question from you already is, what yeah. is your why, Brian? I mean, what motivates you to do what you do to the level you do it at? You get excited every morning. I mean, what is it for you? Well, that's kind of changed and evolved for me over time. But for the first probably 25 or 30 years of my life, me being 33 now, it really was almost like this. I remember being told a lot that I couldn't have this. I couldn't do this. You know, that's not for you. It's almost like I had a chip on my shoulder. You know, every, every situation, every endeavor that I pursued, whether it was basketball, making money, you know, real estate, everybody around me was looking at me like, dude, you're crazy. You can't do that. And I was constantly being told you can't do this. You can't do that. So that really was my fire. Okay. And uh, you know, when I look back even to my, my younger days, I remember seeing a Lamborghini, I think when I was like six Okay. and like saying like, I want one of those. And then I remember just the onslaught of you can't have it, you know, rich people are evil and every other cliche negative saying you hear about those situations. Right. So that fire and spark has always been in me. 
because anytime I declared something, I was immediately met with doubt and, and criticism and hate and resistance. And it really made me look down deep inside. Like I, that's why I love these old school movies like 300 and Troy and all these warrior movies. Cause yeah. they kind of go through the same thing. They say, well, you think you're the number one warrior. We don't think you are. Then they go out and prove it. Right. So it's almost like that warrior attitude. That's why I really relate to those movies and those characters. And I read so much about, you know, Greek mythology and all that. Cause whether it's real or not, I don't care, but how it makes me feel and how it inspires me is what matters. Wow. So it's like that, you know what, I'm going to prove everybody wrong attitude. Mm -hmm. And that really drove me for the first 30 years of my life. You know, now that I've achieved some of that success, you know, and I keep growing, sure. it's more of a legacy thing. Love it. Partly. And also I want to be able to show people what's possible with just a little bit of dedication, drive and commitment from a human being, whether they're doubted or not. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just keep kind of breaking barriers. So it's legacy now helping people, inspiring and really just leaving a, a positive and impactful footprint on the planet before I go. Wow. Right. I mean, that that's that's absolutely incredible. I mean, starting from, you know, proving everybody wrong and looking at that, that downside and turning that negative mentality from others into a huge positive for you in your life. But um, really giving back and building that legacy and continuance. I mean, those are some amazing whys. And I mean, if you guys can't feel this or hear this, whether you're watching or listening to this, I mean, the energy is through the roof. I absolutely love what's going on right now, Brian. And the fact that you, uh, you'd mentioned, uh, you know, 300 and, and Troy, things like that. Those are some of my favorites. Uh, you know, those are, those are some of the best of the best uh, you mentioned Lamborghini. I mean, there, there's so much positive stuff that's happening here. We're just starting, we're getting warmed up everybody. Uh, so Brian, I do want to shift gears into this and this is the uh, particular portion. It's a crowd pleaser for this particular series because everybody wants to know what the Titans have done or are continually doing to grow and scale their business. So if you could look back at your career thus far and pick or choose one or two things that you added to your business that took it from one level to the next, what's that look like for you? There's a lot, but if I can condense it to two, it would be my ability and obviously my commitment to growing and leveraging my social media platform, Love which, it. you know, I would say as far as brand reputation here locally in Southern California and my ability to attract business, not only from agents, like an agent to agent referral from out of the area, but also this platform that I've built where I have people messaging me from Idaho, uh, Florida, New York that tell me, Hey, we want to sell. Hey, we want to buy. Can you help us? Wow. And then which I qualify them. And then I send them out to an agent in that area and I receive a referral fee. Um, okay. I just got back from Dallas this week and I had four referral checks that we received while I was gone Unreal. I went to the bank and I deposited, you know, and that's off the books, right? Cause you don't see that in the MLS, but I'm getting referral checks, right? That's one definitely, but that's been built through years of dedication and commitment. Okay. Second one I would say was after about three years of nose to the grind, you know, cold calling 200 people a day, door knocking a hundred doors a day for six or seven days a week. Wow. Yeah. Which, by the way, if you're listening, you cannot skip the work. You can't. Okay. You can't. Thank you, you for it. saying that, Brian. Thank you. Even if you watch all my videos, you still have to do the work, right? <laughs> I hit a fork in the road where I said, you know, I'm, I'm doing videos, right? I'm, I'm building that and I'm receiving so much from people that, Hey, we need help. Do you offer this? Do you do that? So I, I hit a pivotal fork where I said, okay, do I want to go hundred percent solo and maybe build my team and just do real estate? Or do I want to keep growing it and scaling that, but also giving back and, and doing this whole social media thing? So after thinking about it and pondering for a couple of weeks, I said, you know what? I'm going to go the social media route. I'm enjoying it. It's fulfilling me. It's awesome. It's cool. I make one video and it gets to, you know, tens of thousands of people. That's cool. Awesome. So 
I went that route. So what I started doing was I originally read the book by Gary Keller, uh, The Millionaire Real Estate Agent. Okay. Yeah. So I started scaling my business that way. You know, I brought on a part-time admin. I brought my girlfriend on. She got her license. She started working for me. And from there, I just built my team methodically. Uh, you know, we've had our ups and downs as far as some agents leaving, but right now we're still three agents. I have a full-time assistant at the moment. Mm -hmm. I have, like I told you before we went live, I have my video editor who handles all my social media stuff. So that's growing. So what I'm doing now is we keep increasing how many deals we're doing every year. Our average price point is up. And then on the online side, that keeps systematically and consistently growing too. So I would say those two were the biggest, uh, you know, leveraging and scaling tools that I can think of that helped me not only for my personal brand, but also for my real estate brand as well. Wow. I mean, Brian, and there's a ton there. So again, everybody, hopefully you, you pause, rewind this, take heavy notes. I, I want to dive a little deeper into that though too, Brian, because you had mentioned, um, you know, your platforms and, and utilizing social media. So would you mind sharing, you know, what platform or platforms you've done that on and, you know, kind of any recommendations if I'm a seasoned professional in the real estate game or if I'm newer, you know, kind of looking for that. Great question. So the first thing that I realized back in 2014, 14, I think is when I started making videos pretty consistently where I was doing at least once a week. Okay. I saw the power of video and where we're at today. I saw that back then looking at it. Love it. I had everybody around me saying, stop wasting your time. Don't do it. No one's going to trust you. I noticed the effect that it was creating when I would send somebody like a lead, I'd text them a video. Back in 2014, nobody was doing that. Right. And I was getting responses. Every text was being read and responded to. And then everyone around me was complaining. Nobody picks up the phone. Nobody's answering me. Ding, ding, ding. The check mark went off and I said, I got something here. Right. That's how I picked it up. Okay. I was also sending educational videos to my clients. Love it. Prepping them for the listing appointment. This is the importance of pricing your home properly. This is what you need to look for in an agent. This is the commission structure in real estate and how it works. So by the time I sit down with them, they already know and those conversations are way smoother. And guess what? I'm getting more listings because now I'm the trusted professional who sent them videos that no one else is sending them. Okay. Those are just a couple things, but right, right, right. I, I would say this. The first thing was it became a priority and it was put in my schedule. It wasn't, oh, I'm just going to make some videos every once in a while. I had a 30 minute hour segment every day where I shot content, whether it was mm -hmm. educational for the, the consumer or it was to grow my personal brand or tell people what I'm going through or vlogging or whatever. It was in my schedule. Right. Okay? So depending on who's watching, if you're a seasoned professional who's, who's already doing some deals, then I would say really start giving this some attention mm -hmm. and definitely put it in your schedule and make it regular. I would say daily, daily. Well, if I shoot a video on my phone, for example, the cell phone, yeah. I have content that I can post on YouTube. I can post it on Instagram TV. I can post it on my Instagram as a regular post. I can right. put it on my Instagram story. I can put it on Snapchat. The list goes on. On and on and on. Yeah, Facebook, yeah. whatever. From that one video that I shot with my video camera. So there you go. This whole, oh, it takes so much time. <laughs> it takes five minutes. <laughs> right. Forget all the lives and all that other stuff. We'll keep it simple. Sure. Now, if you're listening and you're a brand new agent who has no deals, then this is second and secondary to you prospecting, building your skills, and growing your business the traditional way. Well what said. I see a lot of people doing that's a mistake is they're either running only and doing the old school stuff, which is still good, but they're right. ignoring the new school completely, or they're going the new school stuff. I'm just gonna do social media. I don't wanna work. I don't wanna prospect. I don't wanna build skills, which is also a mistake. You have to be able to marry and merge both effectively. And it well starts said. with knowing where you're at, whether you're brand new or not, and effectively making it a priority. 
So I would say if you schedule 30 minutes a day to shoot content and have it, start with your phone. Keep it simple. You can get one of those little lava mics, those lavalier mics. Yeah. Great audio quality. This thing shoots in 4K if, if, if you set it and it's an iPhone. Mm -hmm. Everybody has an iPhone and if you don't, get an iPhone. Right. And that's it. It's that right. simple. So again, it might differ depending if you're new or you're seasoned, but it just has to become a priority. Social media, ladies and gentlemen, video is not going anywhere. Not at all. To the people. And this is the last thing and then I'll hand it back to you, Greg. Yeah, yeah. You have no idea the effect that it creates on the audience. By doing video, your communication skills will increase. Number two, you're going to make your brand more relevant in your area. You think nobody's watching, but they're watching. Mm -hmm. Believe me. Okay. And number three, you're going to have the ability to leverage like crazy. Many of you are wondering, well, how am I going to build a team and hire? Imagine having a brand and creating a local presence. And now people are messaging you saying, man, I really want to work for you. I love your message. I'll do whatever it takes to work for you. There you go. Problem solved. That's it. That's it. I mean, Brian, you were hitting on all cylinders of that, my friend. I mean, th this is just chock full of amazing information all the way through and through. And it's truth. There's a, a ton of integrity and honesty into that. Everything that this man had just said, you really need to take to heart uh, when it comes down to it. And I know that we could go on and on and on about the advisory portion and tons of advice. I know that, um, Brian, your, your Instagram, your Facebook and your YouTube uh, outlets are chock full of amazing brand awareness content to get to know you, your team, your location. So anybody who's out there, please uh, follow, subscribe and get to know this man deeper. Uh, he is a wealth of knowledge. Hopefully I'm not throwing you under the bus there, Brian, but I, people as always will continue to reach out to you. So hopefully I can add a few uh, to that pile um, when it comes down to it. So, but this has been incredible so far. I want to shift gears, you know, into this particular interview um, and session here with the next question. And this is always the tricky part of this particular series. It's the challenge question. So, oh. I, I know everybody's like biting their nails. I, I put it into this portion because I think that it's important for everybody out there to know that we all have trouble, right? We all have struggles, whether they're personal or professional, it doesn't matter who we are, whether it's in the past now or into the future, we're all going to deal with hardship and tough times yeah. uh, personally or professionally. But to me, it's not so much what happens, but how you respond, what you learn, and I guess what you can share. So Brian, if you're comfortable sharing a personal or professional challenge that you dealt with, you overcame. What's that look like for you? There's a couple I can share actually. Okay, so yeah, I love it. I hope you're ready. Um, uh, yeah. If we can go personal, like regarding my basketball career, I remember in high school, um, you know, I had some issues with my coach. I don't know why I never talked back. I was always, uh, you know, a good player. Uh, I never gave attitude, always did what they said. Didn't really get much love from him until my senior year. Senior year killed it, you know, made all conference, all state, all that stuff. Wasn't heavily recruited, okay? And at that point, a lot of people give up on basketball. Interesting. I fought tooth and nail that summer after my high school career, went to a bunch of summer camps, any open run that any university had from division one to division three, I went, mm -hmm. no luck. Every coach that liked me said, dude, my roster's full. I'd love to have you, but we've already given out all the scholarships. Can't help you. Wow. I end up like two weeks before school starts that next semester. So my freshman year in college, I end up talking to a junior college and going to work out here in LA, East LA. Okay. And they're like, you know what, dude, we love you. We want you. Two guys got injured. You got a spot. Boom. I go from right. there. And that season. So imagine 90 days in summer of just being told no, no, no. And mind you, I'm playing good. Yeah. I'm playing really good. <laughs> You know, I wish, you know, YouTube was out back then and we could have recorded those sessions. Could you be like, who's this kid? He's amazing. I love I, that. I my tail off, man. I go that season from that season is where I end up getting my scholarship from that season. But it wow. literally took 
until like a week or two before school started for me to get there. And I'm, I was in tears like three or four times. I was like, dude, this is again, the victim mentality. This is BS. What's going on. I'm playing so good. Everyone's saying it's full. Like why is the world against me? But I kept showing up and kept showing up. I must've done man that summer, at least like 40 or 50 tryouts in a matter of like 70 or 80 days. It was crazy. Every other day, I was in a new gym. And if I had to drive an hour or two last minute, I'd do it. Wow. Even if I showed up late, I would do it, you know? So that was an extremely pressure filled time for me in my life where I had doubt, insecurities and all that stuff at an all time high, but I figured it out. And that season wasn't easy by the way, sure. right? Cause I had to play a position I didn't like and it was still full of adversity, but I got through and I ended up getting a scholarship. So a year's wow. worth of pain to get that scholarship and then create the next chapter. Right. Huge man. And, and mind you, no money borrowing my dad's car, like ridiculous. Right. Okay? Now, when it came to real estate, same thing. I had, yeah, I had a mentor when I started, but it was like 99% of the time I was by myself and like 1% of the time he could help me because he was sure. still selling. Sure. I get my first client who's a friend of mine and he ends up being my first deal in buying a house. <laughs> mind you, I have no idea what I'm doing. Okay. No idea. This <laughs> kid's great. coming to the office and every question he's asking me, He's in the offices. I'm like, hold on, let me find out. I run back to the bullpen. Hey guys, can anybody answer this question? Wow. Right? They answer the question. I go back, give him the answer. He asks the next question. No idea how to answer it. I run back. Hey, can you help me? Right? So the whole deal was like that from sitting him down to getting him pre-qualified to submitting the offer and writing the offer. I had no idea how to write an offer hmm. all the way through to the end. So many issues. And that escrow was rocky, man. Believe me, it wasn't an easy escrow to, you know, add insult to injury. Right. Sure. By the end of it, I'm just like, (laughs) but I know nowadays a lot of agents would make excuses there and say, well, I can't talk to him because I'm not ready. You have to put yourself in that position. Hmm. Same thing with my first listing, man. I had to go to the office and luckily Fernando, who was a top producer in that office, he was there that morning. I said, dude, I have a listing appointment in two hours. I have no idea what to print out. Can you help me? He's like, yeah, sure. Right. I show up to the appointment it's uh, like a fix and flip situation. So the house is trashed. We have nowhere to sit. I'm like, where am I going to sit these people down and do a presentation? We drive two blocks around the corner to a Del Taco, dude, a fast food restaurant. Yeah, there we go. Del Taco. I sit them in the middle. The tables are dirty, right? The the workers are sweeping, looking at me in a suit. Like what the hell are you doing? dude? (laughs) And I'm going over a contract with them in the middle of a Del Taco, dude. And I get it signed at a full commission dealing with a ton of objections. But I was embarrassed of my car. I was embarrassed that I had to take them there, but I still did it. So you can say, well, you know, your stories had happy endings. Yeah. But from when I started to that moment of the happy ending was a tremendous amount of stress, mm-hmm. doubt, insecurity, and every excuse in the book to throw in the towel and say, Hey, you know, I can't do this. So now for the new agents or people in the industry now, because there's so much information, I feel they almost expect to have their hand held in those situations. Hmm. But it's those very situations that make you good and allow you to become like the show, a Titan, because you have to go through it. No person that's uh, accomplished what I've accomplished or more is gonna tell you, oh yeah, it was all easy, it worked out, my business plan was perfect, I was profitable every year, I didn't have any adversity. No, we're gonna tell you stories similar to this. Now, whether the person believes it or not, that's on them. But these are the defining moments because It's easy to continue doing what you're doing when things are going good, but who are you when things are going bad? Are you still right. sticking to your schedule? Are you still doing what you're supposed to do? Because that's what I did. That's the only separation. I'm not special. I'm not more talented than you. I saw plenty of people with more natural talent and sales than me. I was just a better student than them. 
I showed up before them, I stayed after them, and I was dedicated to the craft. That's it. It's my mindset and my dedication that allowed me to excel. It wasn't because I had the best suit or, you know, I came in and I was a talker and a social butterfly and a great salesman and all that stuff. No, it felt awkward for me to learn a script. I was like, what the hell is this, man? Like, like, this isn't me. Just like everyone else makes those excuses. But I put that to the side and said, this is what I got to do. And I told people are going to really enjoy this. I told my mentor because I'd been showing up to the office early in the morning every day and making calls and failing miserably. Sure. Until he got my attention, um, he called me over after like a month and a half of me showing up every day. He's like, dude, I like your dedication. Hmm. I said, man, you know, I admire you so much. Can you mentor me even if it's only for a little bit? If Literally, dude, I'm so dedicated. If you tell me to scoop up and eat dog shit every day, I'll do it. Wow, right. That's how dedicated I am, dude. Yeah. Like, please. And when I said that, he's like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I'm not going to give you a lot of time, but if I can, <laughs> maybe I'll let you come on an appointment or once a week we'll chat for 15 minutes. And I was like, thank God, right? But it took me showing up, opening the office every day, Hmm. door knocking and calling for six weeks before he even looked at me. Hmm. Because I guarantee you in the beginning, he's like, here's another new guy who's going to show up for a week and then leave. But I kept showing up. So I would say those are probably two condensed stories I can give you as far as adversity that, you know, again, I had every excuse to stop, but I I just kept doing it no matter how how uncomfortable I felt if I didn't have the answers. Because I said, I'm doing this. If I crash and burn, I crash and burn, but I'm going to do it. Right. I mean, Brian, that, that was, there was so much information. At one point I was, I was literally waiting for a mic to drop when, when you were just given that information. I mean, everybody I know is fired up with this particular, um, you know, questioning and everything that you've been saying. I mean, it's just really, really raw and truthful and that's what people need to hear. It's not, uh, it's not the easiest thing in the world. This is a very difficult cutthroat business. And there's, like you said, there's so many different hurdles that are thrown in front of you that I, I swear to you, 90 plus percent of the people would have quit multiple, yep. multiple times, but you just kept going. You kept pushing personally and professionally. And that's, that's a huge message out there for everybody who's watching or listening is keep moving forward. Keep doing it. It's a mindset. It's a, it's a mentality. It's a work ethic that you're really driving and going through. I mean, literally trying to learn from some of the best in the business. Um, look at what it's done and, and that hard work and, and time. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the, remember this is in 2013 and four. This is the era before the accessibility of typing a question on YouTube and just getting the answer. Right. Which is one of the reasons I started my YouTube channel. I said, there's gotta be other people going through what I'm going through. So I didn't even have that free outlet to look at or vent to. Hmm. I had to go back to the bat cave. Like I called it my <laughs> house and say, okay, let's figure this thing out. You know, I'm not getting listings or telling me, no, I need to formulate responses to help me. Right. So, you know, uh, it, w- it was a different time. So I still think now people have an abundance of information and support that, that wasn't there when I did it. So if I could do it then, you can easily do it now compared to, you know, what I had to deal with five, six years ago. It's nuts how much has changed hmm. rapidly in the last five years. It's insane. That's crazy. I, I mean, and th- this is all huge stuff. And, and what you'd mentioned there just a second ago, kind of time frame, that sort of thing. This is a perfect segue into the next question. And this is actually one of my favorites uh, to go through. Uh, it's a travel back in time question. So uh, not in such a way where, you know, if you went back, you would change this and this, but it's more of if you could go back in time, Brian, and it says any age range, any time frame. it could be a year ago, it could be 20 years ago. Yeah. What would you say to your younger self? And great question. Um, I probably would just tell myself one sentence, go for more. Hmm. Because back then I did have high aspirations, but I noticed that I would always kind of knock them down a little bit or, you know what, I'm not going to go for like the NBA. I'm going to go for like playing in Europe because that seems more feasible. Right. I would always 
reduce it a little bit, right? And I, I would go, instead of going for glory, I would go for just recognition, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like if I told myself that, and, and it was me talking to myself, and I would have just accepted it, that would have been the most beneficial thing because it would have completely altered my course. Hmm. It completely would have kicked in a different, you know, gear in my mind of like confidence and commitment, just go for more. And I still feel to this day myself, still to this day, still plays a little bit safe. And I think most people do that because I'll hear, well, I heard one person say, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, so you're going to stop your goals and dreams because one person said something hmm. like what? And I, that's, I would say the abundance of the messages that I receive and it's nuts. So I would just say, go for more. And I say that to people all the time. If I meet a little kid at a car show, yeah. I'm like, dude, go for more, whatever you're going for, hmm. bump it up, bump it up. Please do yourself that favor because 20 years down the road, when you're my age, you're going to see the difference. Right. I mean, that, that's, that's huge advice, not just for young Brian, but everybody who's watching or listening, myself included. I, we all can look at that and have advanced notions of to where to go and what's going on. And it doesn't matter what those goals are, what you're driving, whether it's you know, personal for family and growth and relationships, or if it's business and finance and legacy, everything that's going on, you can always set those high expectations, right? And our limitations are what we set on ourselves. So why would you set something lower when you could go higher. I mean, I, I think that that's, that's beautiful, what you just said yeah, there. Absolutely, man, because that little bit is what makes the big difference. Hmm. You know, it's that little bit, it's always that little bit, a little extra effort, going the extra mile, like they say. I mean, we've heard this stuff a million times, and I think we've heard it so much that to a lot of people, they block it out, and they're like, oh, I already know that. Yeah, hmm. but are you actually doing it? Are you actually living? You know, are you actually congruent with that? I know that. Are you actually demonstrating it in your life? And I still feel that people, you know, aren't. aren't because there's so much information out there. It's nuts. Wow. I love it. I, I, I'm, I'm getting so energized for this. This is amazing, Brian. I mean, I cannot stress enough how awesome this has been so far. Um, so I want to go into um, the next particular question. This is actually a crowd pleaser as well. When it comes to the feeding of the mind question, and everybody out there wants to know what the Titans are feeding their minds, uh, you know, growing intellectually, that sort of thing, and really just gravitating towards maybe books you're reading or read, podcasts you're listening to, um, influencers, coaches, anything along those lines. How are you feeding your mind, Brian? Yeah. So uh, there's a lot. I'm a big reader. Uh, okay. I'm completely like anti-iPad. I'm like, give me a paperback book and, and let me read it. Let me highlight it. Let me take notes. I feel yes. like something primitive. There's just something special about that experience. Mm -hmm. I feel like you get something different. It's almost like a meditation in itself. You know what I mean? Right. A uh, lot of subjects, man. A lot of subjects. I'm, I'm very big on studying communication. Um, I've read a ton of books on NLP and hypnosis. I've become oh. certified in NLP. I'm a certified hypnotist. Get out. To me, that's, it's not, you know, I'm going to put you on stage and hypnotize you. It's, I want more understanding of the human mind and how it works. Because hmm. not only is that going to help me, but then I can help other people. And in the real estate business, you're in the business of helping people. Love it. So if I can help somebody sell their home, but in the process, enjoy it more, not be so stressed and make it smoother, that's going to make them eternally grateful as opposed right. to not knowing that, right? Um, I'm also an avid reader and studier of, I guess, what's called social dynamics, understanding how to communicate better with people um, out in public and private and just that whole dynamic, knowing what attracts people, what repels them. That's a huge uh, subject for me as well. I'm also big into, you know, consciousness, metaphysics and all that stuff too, because uh, it stretches your mind a little bit and gets you to, again, actively work on having different perspectives on life, which I think is a vital asset for a lot of people. Well somebody said. presents me as an example, somebody presents me a criticism or a roadblock, an obstacle. 
then I can flip it around and say, well, that's actually an opportunity. Let me tell you how hmm. I can explain it to them. Right. And that change in perspective for them might be a huge pivotal point in their life where they make a big change. Okay. Right. Um, and other than that, you know, just understanding, Hey, what am I dealing with here? I'm in real estate. I obviously need to handle my money, right? Study, get a good CPA, learn about uh, tax write-offs, understand money management, right? Understanding more about money and what it is, right? It's an exchange. It's an energy. That's what money is. Sure. All this nonsense of money's the root of all evil and all that. This is a saying, I forget where I learned it, man, but I want to give it to the audience because I think yeah. it encompasses this very well. When I started rewiring my mind about money, again, I forget where I read this. Otherwise, I'd give credit because I always do. Sure. Money amplifies who we already are. If you're a great person, you'll be an even greater person with money. Oh, yeah. You're a piece of garbage and you're trash. And you're going to do more damage when you have money. And when oh, yeah. I read that, I stopped for a second and I was like, whoa, that's so true. Because mm -hmm. now that I'm in the position of abundance and I can give, I give. Now, I don't film everything and tell people, sure. but I'm giving all the time, helping right. those around me, other people who are new. And it's true because I always knew I was a good person. So now that I actually can help others, that's the best way to do it. And when you're in a position of abundance, you can give and help more. Hmm. So, you know, those, I would say that that probably encompasses most of it. And I think that's what really is going to create the most change and accelerate the success for people. Because if you can develop your mind more, that's when you start getting confidence. That's when you start executing at a higher level. Because like you mentioned earlier, limitations are self-imposed. Right. Go to pick up the phone or knock on the door or take action. It's you stopping you. It's not anybody else. It's not like there's three people pushing you back saying, nope, you can't pick up the phone. <laughs> three Brian's. Yeah. yeah. It's your own mind and your stories. You right. know, you get that fear or whatever. So if you can handle that, well, that would be priceless, wouldn't it? That's why I have people focus on that. And that's why my life has been dedicated to that from now on, because that is what I feel on an individual level creates the most change. And it creates that ripple effect that other people can see, get the example from, and they themselves make that change. Wow. I mean, that's great. And obviously pulling all those different mediums for you to really learn and grow and feed your mind. Um, I love the fact that you are old school with the books. I, it's funny that I have to even say that that's old school. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of physical books as well, but there's so many different ways to consume. But bottom line for me is that you are constantly learning, you're constantly growing. And the more successful you are in here, the more successful you are out there into the physical world, the real world that way. And I do love the fact that the more you make, the more you can give. And, and you're so true about that amplification portion, whether you have money or you don't, you're one way or another with or without that money. Yep. Um, and it does amplify what you're doing. And I, I love the fact that you're giving and that you care, Brian. And obviously, I mean, there's so many reasons among all the amazing things that we've already gone over. But you, I mean, this is a big reason why you're a real estate type, my friend, is just all those different things that are going through. And as far as I'm concerned, there's so much more to go. I mean, I, get, I, I just can't wait to see what you continually do in your communities, especially for the real estate world. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. So um, again, this has been uh, chock full of amazing information, Brian, and for tons of takeaways for everybody. I will put links in the comments down below so you can follow Feed Your Mind the same way that this man's doing, or at least attempt to anyway, um, but definitely links for different social media sites for you to connect and engage and really learn from you know, one of the best in the business. Uh, Brian, I want to wrap everything up with a final question. And this ends up coming down to a quote or mantra that you might live by that sums you up as a, as a man, um, as a professional. Yeah. What's that look like for you, Brian? It's actually what I got tattooed here on my chest. You can't see it. Okay. I wrote, and this is uh, from the Spartan era, no retreat, no surrender. So no matter what's put in front of me, 
I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to handle it. And regardless of who you are in life, if you've had a lot of struggles or maybe a little bit less compared to the average person, you're still dealing with stuff. You're here today. You're stronger. Every day you have to deal with something. So that mantra to me, no retreat, no surrender means I'm going to handle it. Whatever I want in life, whatever I want to achieve, I'm going to do it. And there's nothing that's going to stop me. And that to me is one of the most powerful driving forces for me. And I think one of the best things that, you know, sums me up as an individual. Wow. Awesome. I, I mean, this is incredible. You know, it, we, we could have seen that maybe on another episode, episode 2.0, but uh, we'll believe you when you say it's right there, Brian. And, and again, it's been absolutely incredible to have you a full full honor. Um, I know that everybody out there is super, super excited really just to digest and listen to this again, watch it again. And please reach out to Brian. As I said, he is a wealth of knowledge and we've just barely scratched the surface of what this man is, but hopefully we got a little bit out there. Uh, but uh, Brian, you are an official real estate titan, my friend. So thank you so much again for your time. Um, I want to thank everybody out there for your time and attention, your love and support. Um, as always, live every Tuesday and Friday afternoon. Um, a different Titan in a different location. If you like what we're doing here with Real Estate Titans, please don't forget to like our Facebook page, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and have a listen on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcast. Um, hope everybody is doing well, and we'll catch everybody on the next live episode of Real Estate Titans. Take care.